Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Awakened Space Podcast. My name is Chris, in case you didn't know. And yes, I am your wonderful host. Wonderful. I love that word. Wonderful. <laughs> um, again, in case you didn't catch it in last week's episode, I am actually kind of going back in history with this and I'm recording on my phone again. My computer is down for the time being. Um, ran into a bit of an issue with it. Uh, it's also been affecting my ability to make films, short films, uh, and storytell on YouTube, which has been really challenging because I've got a lot of material written that I'm super excited to put out there. Um, but yeah, the quality might be a little bit different. Just wanted to let you know in advance. Um, so I hope it's on par. (laughs) with what I've been doing in the past because I know that it's been better quality in the past because of the microphone I've been using, but it's okay. It is okay. Um, but yeah, so uh, <laughs> let's let's go with some background for what's been going on. Um, my computer crashed. It was a bit of a challenge to deal with. Um, just for like insight, I actually built my own computer, bought all of my hardware, Um, did all my research and everything, got everything I needed, put it together. And the one thing that I guess I did wrong, which I didn't really know I was supposed to do it this way, but I, uh, I installed the OS, which is the operating system, Windows 10, on the hard drive instead of the SSD, the solid state drive. And, um, I don't know what happened to my hard drive, but it crashed. And I cannot get into it. I've tried everything and, you know, I called the computer store and everything and it's been really challenging. (laughs) It's been a really challenging past, uh, like two weeks now, two weeks that I've been dealing with this. Um, but, uh, I'm grateful that I still have a computer to use. Like, that's the way that I look at this. I'm grateful that I still have a computer to use. And also, (laughs) while I did lose everything on my hard drive... That is a hard pill to swallow. That's a really hard pill to swallow. Uh, Two terabyte hard drive. Um, I think that I filled it like halfway, more than halfway up. There was basically just a lot of stuff on it. Um, A lot of stuff that could have been very useful. A lot of old vlogs. Um, Music stuff. Pictures. I'm a photographer and everything. You know, just... I lost a lot of stuff, and it's hard to swallow that, but I did have, uh, I, I do have a warranty on my hard drive until, like, 2024 or something like that, so I'm getting a new hard drive for free, which I'm grateful for. It just, it, it hurts because I think that out of everything that I had on that hard drive, the the vlogs that will never be touched again, um, there's so much video content projects I've worked on. It's, it's crazy, but I think that this is a good kind of, um, you know, point of reflection for like, you know, realizing that everything actually is okay. You know, don't, don't get me wrong. Like I didn't expect this to happen. I didn't know that my hard drive was going to go bad and everything. And, uh, as a creator, uh, this is definitely a worst nightmare. An absolute, absolute worst nightmare is having your hard drive go bad. Um, not being able to get into it. And then, uh, basically just having to start from scratch. Like I said before, I'm grateful that I have this computer still, you know, all the hardware with that, and I can continue creating moving forward. You know, um, 
most of the stuff that I did create on there, I already put on YouTube. So if I need like reference or anything for future YouTube videos, that should be fine. Um, but you know, it's, it's always nice to have, um, like old files and stuff. So I'm really just trying to breathe in gratitude for the fact that I still have this computer. Um, and that it's, you know, a simple fix, just, uh, putting the operating system onto the solid state drive instead of the hard drive. And, and note to self, back up your hard drive in the future. <laughs> back up your hard drive in the future. That's a note to self, you know, myself and everyone else listening to this. Um, if you have files on your computer, please, 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 for your own sake, back your stuff up. Get an external hard drive and do yourself that favor because you will save so much. You will save so much for yourself. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically what I've been dealing with for the past uh, two weeks. Trying to reboot this thing. It's not working. So... It is what it is. I lost it. I accept it. Uh, 2020 has been a very weird year for many different reasons. <laughs> and this just goes on the list of weird things. So, um, but nonetheless, I'm grateful because I still have the ability to, you know, uh, create and everything. And I'm excited to do that moving forward because, like I said, I've got a lot of, um, a lot of content that I'm ready to create when this comes back up, which I'm super pumped on. So yeah, uh, kind of, you know, trying to maneuver through that has been a bit challenging for me, but you know what? It's all good. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm grateful. That's what matters. Let's jump right into this episode. Um, so this, this episode is all about the story we tell ourselves. Um, you know, a, a story perhaps that we grew up with, that we've been abiding by, and also how to change that story. It's some really interesting stuff. Here we go. So as we grow up, we are conditioned with belief systems, you know, um, a story that we tell ourselves. Maybe at some point in our lives, we were told that we're not good enough. And because of that, we've been living with a feeling of insufficiency. The life we experience, the way we think, feel, and act is what we have to look at here, basically. It's, um, this also goes back to the, the previous episode that I made of the podcast, which is, um, was it thoughts, emotions, and behavior, um, the, the cycle of all that stuff and you know how to turn it from negative to positive and it's very similar here too because depending on the story that we are telling ourselves you know we're either going to experience life negatively or positively so that's just the fact of the matter um but at some point in your life maybe your parents or a guardian had a story about how you were as a person that they would tell to their friends, you know, something like, uh, you know, he or she is shy, um, you know, or awkward. I don't know if they'd go as far as awkward because that's kind of a bit, you know, more, uh, demeaning, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's much more of a lesser quality. Um, or maybe it's not, I don't know. It's just the way that I like to think about these things, make sense of them. 
And, um, you know, after all that, after hearing it for so long, and, uh, you know, you, you unconsciously adopted this idea as a belief system that you allow to define you. See, this is interesting stuff because um, I'm actually going to dive into my story um, and just all the different things that came with it because it's really, it's really interesting stuff. Um, you know, because literally now... <laughs> My parents are telling their friends about how my life has taken a 180. Because um, I hear them talk about it all the time. Um, but it's interesting because my life was very, uh, very turbulent early on in life. There were, there were, there were a lot of issues. Um, I was living by a very specific narrative that kept me locked into an identity that never served me. Um, I'm sure that I've talked about it before, the identity that um, I used to abide by. Um, there was a lot of anxiety, there was a lot of depression, a lot of anxiousness, nervousness. Um, I was very agile, very fragile. Um, trying to think of different <laughs> different words to describe me very uncertain i was scared i was worried i was just in like constant panic um there were so many different things you know there were family issues and stuff there were uh, me being bullied back then and all these different things basically added to my story my narrative the idea that i carried with myself and defined myself as, you know, who I am as a person, and carried that energy into every scenario, which of course, you know, as you can imagine, if you think of yourself a certain way, you know, if you think of yourself as someone who is, you know, not good enough, or not worthy, or shy, or timid, you know, you're going to carry that energy into pretty much everything that you do, and it's going to affect the performance of everything that you do. It's going to affect... Um, how you see yourself, and it's going to affect the type of action that you take. I was going to say it, it, it will affect the way that people see you. I'm really not a huge fan on how people see me because it's just none of my business. <laughs> because as long as I know that I'm doing what it is that I want to and need to, then, you know, it really doesn't matter to me the way that other people uh, view me so or, or, or uh, perceive me, however you want to say it. So, um... Yeah, there was many years that I was living life that way. You know, um, I let anxiety, uh, the experiences of anxiety, define me. I remember, actually, um, one of the worst experiences of anxiety that I ever had was when I was going into the city with um, an old friend and... I I don't know how to explain it or describe it, but when you experience anxiety, you experience it for so many different reasons. I think that one of the most challenging things for me was I used to look at skyscrapers kind of as, like, intimidating. You know, they're these really tall, scary things. And I, I literally remember sitting in, like, a therapy session and telling the therapist that. And, um... You know, just like walking through the city, like I would like see them and it would be like absolutely scary for me. And it would just cause like a panic in my mind. It would cause this idea of fear that something terrible is going to happen. Um, and maybe this hints back at 
you know, these authority figures uh, that bullied me, you know, earlier on in my life. It could be for so many different reasons, but the fact of the matter is that it literally, back then, it crippled me. I was completely terrified. Um, I had really bad habits of shallow breathing, which um, basically signals, um, what is it? The, uh, the, stre- the stress receptors in, uh, in your body and basically puts you into fight or flight, which creates a cycle of just chaos. And so I would always uh, exhibit the wrong type of breathing, you know, shallow breathing. Um, I would do it in a really bad way. Um, I had weird habits where I would kind of just like, like keep spit in like the, like the front of my mouth and just kind of like, like spit it out like a little, I don't, it was, it was weird. Um, but, uh, it was interesting because the very reason why I was experiencing life this way was because of specific narratives, specific stories that I was holding in my mind. And it wasn't until I realized that all of that had to do with my internal reality rather than my external reality was when it changed. And one of the most interesting things, actually, I'll get into this in a little bit um, (laughs) because there's a little bit more to explore. Um, but yeah, you know, I, when I was, when I was younger, see, this is, this is why it's important to explore this stuff. When I was younger, I was actually diagnosed with what is known as ADD. And when I was diagnosed with it, I kind of laughed because I was like, the hell is that? (laughs) And The other thing, aside from the fact that I laughed at it, was that I actually never believed that I had it. So, there was always kind of like a disconnect. Um, But I was prescribed Ritalin, um, and then on behalf of that, because I was having, uh, or I was experiencing anxiety based on a lot of other things, I was also prescribed Xanax. But what's interesting is that the fact that I never actually believed that I had ADD because you can't have something unless it's actually physical. Now, don't get me wrong. There's a difference between, you know, exhibiting a very specific set of behaviors, which turns out to be what is known as something like ADD, you know, attention deficit disorder. Um, But there's also, you know, having actual you know, like physical symptoms of something. So like the behavior aspect of it is much different and it helps you to see that, like for instance, um, you know, someone who would be prescribed Ritalin or Adderall would be someone who was usually diagnosed with having ADD. But what is ADD? Attention deficit disorder. What does this mean? It usually means that someone has a hard time paying attention. Well, the way that I look at it for myself is that, yeah, I had a really hard time paying attention in middle school. Why? There's a few reasons. I'm going to point out the stuff that I think is the most interesting to me first, and then I'll explore the other things that, you know, were just evident. So the things that I think are most interesting to me is that I just simply didn't give a shit about what I was learning about. 
I think that, you know, uh, early on in middle school, a lot of students really don't care about a lot of the stuff that they're learning about, you know. And I think that that's becoming more and more evident. I think that the schooling system, you know, no offense to teachers or anything, but I think that the current education system is failing students just because it's teaching them things that they'll never use in their lives. And so I think that, you know, that's one of the biggest culprits right there. And also, um, you know, way back then, I was actually having a lot of very severe challenges with, you know, the family. Um, There was turbulence in the family. I was stressed about, you know, parental stuff and everything. And, you know, you could only imagine that someone at that age, it's like, it's like, come on, like, what do you expect? You you think that there's going to be a hundred percent focus? It's, it's like, it's like, oh, this person's having a hard time focus. They have ADD. It's like, no, they don't. They just, one, really could care less about what it is that they're learning because they're not interested in it. And two, you know, there are things going on at home that are very challenging. So yeah, their focus is kind of like all over the place because it's like, oh my God, there are so many different things going on, you know? And I really want people to breathe into this too because it's so important to understand. If you've ever been diagnosed with anything like that, especially if it's a behavioral thing, if it's a physical thing, it's more on the different side. More on the different side. I don't even know what I was trying to say there. But seriously, if it's a physical thing, it's much more on another side of... Like, for instance... There's a difference between being diagnosed with behavioral things rather than being diagnosed with, like, a brain tumor, for instance. Like, there's actual, like, physical evidence of a brain tumor. You know what I'm saying? But then also, when we look at the behavioral side of things, that just requires a change of behavior. But, of course, that goes deeper into why is this behavior occurring? Oh, this behavior is occurring because this person is stressed. Well, why is this person stressed? This person is stressed because they're taking on way too many things at once. And, you know, they don't know how to manage their time. Um, They don't know how to prioritize one or two things. Um, You know, just like that. And it can be, you know, simplified through that kind of equation. So it's important to remember that. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I... The things that I faced for my story, um, the story that was going on back then that I used to follow, you know, diagnosis, anxiety, uh, lack, hostility, um, you know, hostility in the world, uh, hurt. I mean, I'll explore each of those. Like I already said, uh, the diagnosis, um, anxiety, honestly, anxiety was for many different reasons. It was for, um parental stuff, you know, family stuff, um, being bullied. Um, actually one of the most interesting things about the anxiety that I experienced earlier on was the fact that some of it actually came from Ritalin. Um, Ritalin is a drug to help you focus, help you stay centered. Um, I don't, uh, I don't condone it. I don't believe that it's good, but I took it. And uh, also, you know, there's, there was hostility. Um, I was kind of reacting to the world based on how I was being treated. 
and hurt came from all of that. So that's really what was going on. And that was my story. But guess what? I abandoned that story. Why did I abandon that story? I abandoned that story because it was limiting me in my ability to experience life as an infinite, eternal, spiritual being. (laughs) That got deep real fast. But on a very real note, like, that's honestly why I did. Um, And it's, it's interesting, too, because, like, you know, I like to look at lack, for instance. Lack. When I was young, I was taught that money is scarce and that you've got to work really hard to accumulate a lot of money. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's right. All I'm saying is that that was a story that I was telling myself. But that also affected my potential for manifestation. And so the reason why I abandoned the story was because literally you just heard everything and none of that's... I'm, I'm literally not the same person. But that's also because I abandoned that story and created an entirely new identity for myself to live around, to experience life with. And... The reason why I abandoned it was because, like I said before, it was way too limiting. And it's interesting, too, because I still hear that that kind of stuff being talked about. Oh, Chris was this, Chris was that, and now he's this. And, you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, I I, I like it. I, I like what I'm hearing. I like the fact that I've literally taken a 180 in life because I have, because I'm a completely different person, because... I've been 100% clean of prescription medications for, it's been over a year now. Um, Yeah, last July, I was seeing a doctor. I was was prescription medicated uh, for, or I mean uh, with Xanax for 10 plus years, at least. So that's the uh, the anti-anxiety medication. And honestly, that medicine really messed me up. Uh, mentally and emotionally you get dependent on that stuff and it just kind of it's like it numbs your ability to experience life colorfully um so i'm in a much different place now i you know I, i i changed up the way that you know i i view myself the way that i live um you know my daily routine is literally get up Uh, I hope you get up. (laughs) I hope I get up. Um, Journal. And then meditation. And then yoga. And then uh, I go for a run. I take a cold shower. Uh, Sometimes it's um, both warm and cold. And then nighttime, I do a basically... um, What is it called? Manifestation meditation where I tune into new potentials which is really cool um and I'm really trying to work more gratitude into my schedule altogether because it's just important like it's a really cool way to experience life so um yeah I abandoned uh the old story that I used to tell myself because well I was meant to (laughs) It's just something, it's, it's obvious. I was, I was meant to abandon that, you know. Um, if you realize yourself as someone who's creating a limitation for yourself, you're going to end up 
bypassing that you're going to end up transcending that and creating new reality for yourself i mean it's just inevitable like that's just the way it is like you know if if you realize that what you're doing for yourself is not on par with what you could be doing for yourself everything changes you know and it's it's quite incredible but um yeah that was my personality back then also also this is really 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 important to understand because i have to put it in there um i used to be a people pleaser but there was a reason that i used to indulge in this toxic behavior and that was because i felt like i wasn't good enough i felt like i wasn't worthy i felt like i was not uh capable of forming meaningful relationships so i would literally just do everything or anything that anyone wanted me to do for them because i wanted them to like me because i didn't like myself so you know it was just it was literally a mixture between so many things um you know really not having that strong foundational self-love and self-acceptance and self-validation that i went outside of myself to you know source that and I'll tell you what, guys, it is not sustainable <laughs> at all because you end up getting hurt in the long run and you end up realizing that you were just better, you know, really having that solid foundation of self-love for yourself all along. And if you can really ground with that and transform with that, it changes absolutely everything. Um, so, yeah, I basically broke out of those toxic cycles and you know i realized that it was all really just a crutch once you realize that it's just a crutch see that's the thing too like you know um i was i was medicated with xanax for years until i realized that i never actually needed it that everything that i was looking for was already within myself i learned how to properly breathe from a young age because I was diagnosed with all this stuff and I started experiencing a lot of very severe social anxiety. And I never utilized it from an early age. But it wasn't until I realized how much I wanted to be independent of all this stuff and from all this stuff that I started to utilize, you know, deep breathing exercises and really channeling in that, you know, relaxation that changed everything. And then that's when I realized that most of these things like the medications and stuff were just a crutch and that I actually didn't need them. And all I needed to do was look for all that stuff within myself because we all have all that stuff within ourselves. All right, I'm going to get back on, <laughs> on track with what I was talking about here. Um, our personalities are not fixed. I feel like I should shout out um, Carol S. Dweck for um mindset the new psychology of success because this goes into all that stuff uh in that book she talks about um fixed mindset versus growth mindset and now we're talking about personality here so your self-image might say something like you know i am shy awkward clumsy idiotic you know i'm not worthy I can only make a fixed number of, you know, money a year, you know, um, and I can only have a relationship with someone like this or that. And 
unconsciously you attract those things so it's really important to realize here i need to emphasize this because it's super important so you know going into things like the law of resonance and the law of attraction you do not attract what you want you attract what you are i'll say that one more time you do not attract in life that which you want you attract that which you are so for instance if you feel like you are shy if you feel like you are awkward like clumsy and idiotic and you know just totally unworthy and incapable of making you know as much money as you'd actually like to or you know attracting someone you know in a relationship based on insufficiency you are going to attract that because that is what you are energetically because all of that stuff is energy the way that you think about yourself is energy the way that you see yourself the way that you act feel everything is energy and i just want you to understand that if you're listening to this right now which of course someone is listening to this um you might see yourself in this category okay and it doesn't matter if you've been here for you know 10 years 20 years 15 uh 30 years <laughs> i don't know why i almost said 15 years yeah 10 20 30 years 40 years 50 years i'm not a huge fan of the quote you can't teach old dogs new tricks because i wholeheartedly believe that if it's something that you want to experience badly enough for yourself if you have that desire things will change and all you have to do is set yourself into that. You might find yourself saying a lot of this stuff, you know. Um, you might also say things like, this is just the way I am. Uh, or, you know, why does this always happen to me? Why does this always happen to me? That's literally victim consciousness right there. That's looking at life as happening to you. And I used to be there. I, I used to... <laughs> I used to be there because I experienced a lot of different things like that. It's not just the way you are. It's simply the way you've unconsciously allowed yourself to live based on past conditioning. Something happened in the past and you decided, this is who I am. And through identification, that's who you allowed yourself to believe you were going forward. Abiding by all those limiting belief systems you stay locked in this way of living by living through the stories of the past and i really found myself here a lot too when i was when i was younger i i, I remember also like when i started to realize that i wanted more for myself in life and that you know i realized that there could be more for myself and all i had to do was tap into resonance realize where i was resonating and tap into that 100 percent. because when you do that you really bring yourself to realize where you are energetically i never used to think of myself as good you know as worthy i had these limiting belief systems where you know i was i was incapable of you know focusing because i was told over and over and over and over and over and over and over again by so many people in my life that i had a hard time focusing that i had challenges 
with focusing, that I just simply could not focus, that I was someone who was incapable of paying attention. When I realized that I was listening to too many outside voices and I wasn't focusing enough on what I needed to work with within myself. And it's interesting because like looking back, it's like, like, did I have a hard time focusing? Like on a real note, did I have a hard time focusing? It's like, yes, you did. But who doesn't? You know, some people, you know, I'm, don't get me wrong. There are some people that are really great with focus and it's probably taking them some time to get there and that's okay. But when I look at my own progress, you know, a lot of the focus that I've been able to ground with has been because I've expressed a genuine interest in pursuing whatever it is that I'm very focused on. So, like, you know, if, if you were told at some point in your life that you're incapable of focusing, but you were told that because you were being told to focus on something you're just simply not interested in, I really want you to be able to see straight through that and understand how ridiculous it is that you should be diagnosed with something like ADD or ADHD, for that matter. Like, that's what I realized for myself, you know? Like... I remember when in middle school, I was taking, I don't remember what class it was. I just remember when I was, <laughs> this is so funny. I remember when I was in middle school, like I said before, I don't remember what class it was, but I had an aide in the class because like I said, I was told that I had a hard time focusing. So I was given an aide and, uh, we were working through this exercise and it was like on like how to bend bamboo like the most efficient way like soaking it in water and i specifically remember <laughs> this is why this is funny i specifically remember sitting with the aide as she was walking me through this like like figuring out how to like you know make sure that this bamboo was able to be bent you know, a certain way, or, like, soaking it in water, and I just remember thinking to myself, why am I learning this? <laughs> like, when am I ever going to use this in my life? And if I end up ever using it in my life, I'm sure that I'll know what I need to do, and it's just, like, these are the kinds of things, like, like, on a very real note, like, these are the kinds of things that need to, like, really be, like, reflected on and understood as just, like, what is going on here with the education system, you know? Because there are so many instances where it's like, seriously, when are kids, when are students ever going to use any of this stuff, you know? I remember the apparent importance of learning about Christopher Columbus. Screw that guy. <laughs> like, that guy was a, was a murderer. He was a terrible person. And we used to sell it, like, this is what I'm saying, like, there's so much in the education system that you learn that is completely useless, because not only is it corrupt and counterfeit, but it's just like, you don't need to know this stuff. So that, that also is a huge aspect of what goes into my argument of, like, you know, it's not your potential inability to focus that's the issue it's what it is that you're trying to focus on because you know some things are just not going to be interesting some things are and you need to find out what it is that you're interested in because not everyone is interested in the same thing so that's part of the issue you know we're kind of brought into a cookie cutter one-size-fits-all education system 
you know, with uh, testing and writing as the main tier of how you, you know, evolve as a student. And it's just BS because it's just not the way that every student learns. So, you know, I kind of like, I, I discovered all that stuff. And that's when I, re- you know, that's when I began to realize more and more that the apparent ADD I had was not real. And, you know, once I realized that, I realized it wasn't something that I needed to overcome. It was just something that I needed to understand about what it is that I'm truly interested in. Because once you once you really find something that you're interested in, like I, I know that probably everyone listening to this right now, once you know that you've found something that you're truly interested in, it's game over, right? Yeah. Like, seriously, like, it's like, yeah, you found it, and now, like, your your focus is laser. Like, it's just, it's, it's just straight. <laughs> and it's, it's unwavering, you know? And so that's really the thing that changed for me, you know? That, along with many other things, that really helped me to see the bigger picture for myself. Um, but you can imagine a new future version of you and simply choose to be it like that's the beautiful thing about all of this is just realizing that you've been living <laughs> bs literally belief systems <laughs> or bullshit however you want to say it i like all of them um you can literally allow yourself to realize that and just change the framework of everything moving forward change the story that you tell yourself change the way that you see yourself you know um one of my favorite things to do because i i don't i don't do this really often anymore because i've begun to care less and less what it is that people think about me but like you know listening to people talk about me and you know if something that they're saying is not congruent with the present time i'll call them out on it just simply because I got used to shedding all of that skin, all of that old dead skin that just didn't, you know, it didn't correlate with who I am as a person. And I got used to that and it got really interesting because when you do that, you realize that you never needed it to begin with. And I spent a lot of time doing that. I spent a lot of time shedding old belief systems, you know, um, you know, if one of the things was he has a hard time focusing, no, I do not have a hard time focusing. I just had to realize what it was that I was interested in, be disciplined in doing everything that I needed to do to successfully pursue it, and that's that, just like that, you know? And if you have multiple interests, you know, prioritize. What is it that you can tackle right now? What is the most important thing for you to tackle right now? And then really you know, persevere and push through with that and, you know, continue forward with that. You know, that's how you, like, literally, I used to live by so many different stories and belief systems that never served me, you know? For instance, um, the whole inability to focus thing, you know, um, one of the coolest things to to help yourself be able to focus is meditation. And talk about the self-awareness that comes with that. Oh, my goodness. It's incredible. I meditate every single day, uh, now twice a day, but in the morning, usually for 15 minutes. And it's just mindful. You know, it's literally just focusing on the breath, 
and really allowing for that stillness to set in because that's what changes everything. So, and you know, I also saw myself as someone like literally, like I remember there was a point in my life when I saw myself as someone who was going to um, have anxiety for the rest of my life. Now, of course, anxiety is an experience. It's not something you have. It's something you experience. Um, But I remember deciding to change my belief system. I was like, no, I don't have or experience anxiety. I simply don't. And, you know, any time that I would feel something like that coming on, I choose to practice deep breathing and presence and focusing on the breath. And it all changes. The fastest way to becoming that version of you is to hold that ideal you want. Uh, yeah, that, that ideal you in your head and channel the energy of that idea into everything you think, feel, and act. You know, and also creating a trigger to um, snap you out of autopilot can be super helpful. Ultimately, you will adapt. That's just that's just the fact of the matter. I remember too, by the way, um, after I read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, this was something that really changed the game for me. This was huge, massive. So after I read Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now, which is basically all about how the present moment is all you ever have, it goes as deep into that as possible. Um... I literally created a trigger for myself. I may have actually done it without even realizing it, just because I wanted that growth at the time. But um, whenever I found myself thinking about something from the past or thinking about what someone had said to me that I didn't say what I wanted to to them, so this is what I'd say instead. Um, you know, it, it's, it's a ridiculous loop, but you end up going through it. And I created a trigger for myself where I basically snapped myself out of it and I was like, that's not what's happening right now. And I kid you not, I did it so many times. I did it over and over and over and over and over again. This is why it's so important to really focus on your ideal self and realize what it is that you need to do to achieve that ideal self and carry that energy into every single thing that you do in life. Because don't get me wrong, It's not easy, you know, but if you choose that and you hold that why as that North Star as to why you're doing this, it will happen. That change will come. You will take shape. You will start to transform and your life will change and you'll start attracting really beautiful things because you attract what you are, not what you want. And if what you are is peaceful, if what you are is worthy, if what you are is abundant, if what you are is love, you attract all of that stuff. You attract all of that stuff. It doesn't matter. You attract all of that stuff. As long as you realize that you attract what you are and not what you want, if you set yourself up for success, and you set yourself up in alignment with all those beauty th- all those beautiful things worthiness love you know um abundance light beauty life you attract the absolute best things in life and i experience it every day i'm just so grateful to be alive and that's just the way 
That's the way it is. That's the way that I live. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. So that's the way to do it, my friends. (laughs) That's the way to realize the narrative, the story, the belief systems that you've been living by. Realize how much BS they are, especially the ones that are not serving you and how to break outside of them and create a new life for yourself. It doesn't matter how many years you've been living a certain way. Don't get me wrong. I understand that the longer you've been living a certain way, the harder it is to break out of those belief systems. But it is always possible. And all it takes is your ability to look at it, smile, and say, let's do this. <laughs> That's what it's about, my friends. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is something I'm super passionate about. And honestly, what's crazy about this is that if you're serious enough about this, you can change your life. You can transform yourself rapidly. It takes no time. Literally, all it takes is the ability to see what it is that you've been telling yourself. Flip that script into something that actually serves and benefits you. And then just start living it. Choose to be it. Also, I think that it's important to remember... I've heard people say, fake it till you make it. Well, no, (laughs) because what happens is energy does not lie. And when you fake it, you're lying. So don't fake it till you make it. Realize what it is that you want and just simply choose to be that. Step into that action and make it happen for yourself. Yeah, that's it. All right, my friends. Hope you enjoyed this. Thank you so much for showing up. I appreciate seeing all your beautiful faces. (laughs) Love, light, and peace. Namaste.